Hello, it's Josh, and welcome back to Film Explorers. This week, me and my co-hosts Jackson and Joey go back to 1975 for week one of Best Picture Month, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Everyone seems to consider this one of the greatest films of all time, and we're going to talk about it. Is it actually that great? Or is it just stuck in the past? Stay tuned and find out. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, released this weekend, the current highest rated film of all time on Letterboxd at a Mm 4.7 average. I saw the movie, it's crazy, I saw the movie twice this weekend, Joey saw it yesterday with me, Jackson has yet to see it, right? Correct, yeah, I have not seen it yet. We're gonna... I plan to see it this weekend. Plan yeah. to see it this weekend. So we'll have Jackson's take on it next week. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. But um, <laughs> as someone who put Into the Spider-Verse in their top four last week for episode zero, go listen if you haven't already. Um, I, This movie is just as good as Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> like, really wow. It's insane. It's, I, I'm nervous that it's going to get a bunch of backlash the way that uh, last year Everything Everywhere got a bunch of backlash for being the highest rated mm. movie of all time mm. on Letterboxd. I, yeah, I can feel it happening for this. Like, it's going to happen. I've heard of but, people, I've heard of people um, just putting a half star rating and then like writing theirs below it, like their actual rating below it or something like that. Just so that they can drop. Me off. I know, it makes no sense. That's crazy. Please rate movies what you actually think they should be rated. For real. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. that should go without saying. But um, Across wait, wait. the Spider versus... Yeah. One thing that really confuses me is when you look at the Letterboxd Top 250, why is it not number one? It's because um, it, it they update it every week once every week uh, and yeah. tomorrow is the day that they update okay. it Ooh, okay. so it'll it'll be at number one yeah we're recording this on yeah we're recording this on sunday night by monday it will probably be updated and yes we may have a new number one on the letterbox top 250 which yes. is mm-hmm. awesome interesting crazy it won't stick though um i it probably won't everything everywhere didn't stick last year and I mean, it stuck around know. for like what, maybe a month? I think month, month and a half. I feel like, um, yeah. I it's interesting that I feel like this is happening like yearly at this point. Like Parasite, yeah, mm-hmm. everything, everywhere. This, um, I know there were a couple of years between Parasite and Everything Everywhere, but still, um, but yeah, uh, well, the movie kind of deserves it. Like, yeah, four point seven's insane, but. I still, this is a five star movie for me. So the coolest, I don't really mind it. The coolest thing for me is looking at this now, like it's a contender for that, like Lord of the Rings kind of acclaim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This, like, I was nervous. It's, there's some stuff I won't spoil anything. There's some stuff that happens that gave me 
two towers vibes yeah um in terms mm-hmm. of the structure of the story which coming out of my first viewing was my biggest issue with the movie mm-hmm. so i was a little i was i was at a four and a half initially on my first viewing and then i went back and saw it again and it clicked for me um this is like i would say that this is on the same level as the first one and it's I mean, if they stick the landing, which at this point I completely trust mm-hmm. that they will stick the landing because it's the same exact team that worked on this one is working on the next film. When they inevitably stick the landing, this will be my favorite trilogy that's ever been made, and it will pretty easily have like three slots in my top like 20 movies of all time. Wow. Which is which incredibly is exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the film is incredible. Um, it's the one of the best looking things I've ever seen. It's oh, fucking beautiful. Gwen's universe. Um, there's clips of it in the first movie, but they mm-hmm. do a complete visual overhaul mm-hmm. on it in the new one and go a completely new route with it. And it's probably the most visually pleasing aesthetic I've ever seen in a film. It's... It, it is, wow stunning it's the most beautiful thing i think i've seen in um in animation ever like yeah there are certain things that they do within the within the scene where like something will happen and it will change how it looks and oh i like you can't spoil anything but oh my gosh whenever you see it you're you're gonna know what it is it's so beautiful for sure and we'll probably talk a little more in depth about it next week when all three of us have seen it um mm-hmm. but for right now the the film's incredible um best I, movie I'll of the year that i'm at five stars easily my favorite movie of the year so far yeah um it's my only five star that i've given out this to a 2023 movie so far so yeah um i was expecting it to actually be the movie that got joey to come back to letterboxd i thought i was gonna see a review drop no but oh. i didn't well i i can slap a star rating on it because i know what i'd give it and i can go ahead and say that right now mm-hmm. it would be a four and a half i mean it's an incredible movie but i need that extra watch and that's what i was like debating on do i write a review now and it's just kind of like sloppy and i don't have fully like thought out you know things um, or do I wait until I rewatch it in probably the next week? Valid. So I think I'm just going to wait. So when next week, hopefully, we'll have Jackson's take on it and Joey's new and improved five-star opinion of the movie. Yeah, I see it going If up he's to at five. five stars, I assume he... I, when we talked about it afterwards, I kind of just assumed he was at five stars. And I mean, there's, we'll see. We'll there's see. one reason that I'm not... And it kind of lines up with what you said. But if you think about it, I did the exact same thing with that trilogy as well. So that's why I'm like, I'm just going to wait till I watch it again. Yeah. So uh, give us a week on that yeah. and we'll get, we'll get back to you, I guess. Um, but while we were out watching Spider-Verse uh, this week, Jackson's been busy with with the Indiana Jones movies. Oh no, I have been, and it's not because I have any plans to watch number five. <laughs> <laughs> I I could care less about four and five. 
they just don't matter to me. I'm just going to act like they don't exist because the original trilogy, it's, it's, frankly, it's better than uh, another thing produced by George Lucas. Oh, yeah. Uh, Star Wars, it's better than the original Star Wars trilogy. And it is not very close. Yeah, that's a take. That's, that's one of the not takes. Not very close is yeah. saying so a lot, Star- I think, but. Star Wars is, it, it was very influential. However, yeah. Indiana Jones is just simply better. Temple of Doom is, it's, it's like out of the original six, uh, Star Wars and Indiana Jones combined, Temple of Doom is the worst. Yeah, which was crazy for, for sure. me to that, see that you said that in your like review yeah, of it. And, it made yeah. me so sad because I thought we both loved yeah. that. I did too for so long, and just upon rewatch, it's just nowhere close yeah, to one not. and three. It's really not. It's and not it even anywhere close up. to like my least favorite of the original Star Wars trilogy. Like it's yeah, Temple of Doom mm-hmm. is significantly worse than those films, and that's fair. However, one and three, uh, I like them more than Empire Strikes Back, which is my favorite Star Wars movie of all yeah, time. Yeah, and I. I agree with that. I, I'm a big Raiders of the Lost Ark fan. I'm a big Last Crusade mm-hmm. fan. I think I I like Empire Strikes Back, but like yeah. those two Indiana Jones movies are really, really great. Yeah. And I guess here's my opportunity to come out as a Crystal Skull enjoyer. It's kind of oh, it's kind of gosh. funny. It's not. It's not oh good. It's not good. Unbelievable. It's not good. But I did enjoy myself the last time i watched it i'll probably watch them all before um dial of destiny comes out even though i will too i'm not like super excited for dial of destiny or anything but i, I might just watch them just to rewatch them because i haven't seen them in a while and mm-hmm. i would like a more updated take on them mm-hmm. especially crystal skull which you know it's a mess but it's it's yeah. a fun mess to me it's just it's just been so long since I had seen any of the Indiana Jones movies. Like I like I was thinking about them and I realized, oh, it's been like eight years since I've seen any of these. Yeah. And so I just like right then I made a decision that I was going to rewatch them. Yeah. The only one and that I've rewatched in like recent years, being like the last five years, is um, the Temple of Doom, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. it still. Yeah, is Temple out of those first three? That's your least favorite, Joey. That's my. Or are you? Well, right now that's my favorite still. But when I rewatch oh, <laughs> Temple of Doom, it was it was. Wait, go. Yeah, it was my favorite too until uh, until the rewatch, yep. and then I realized it's just not it's just not close. It's, and I think you'll insane. I think you'll yeah, see, it was just a childhood. I think favorite. you'll see what I mean. Okay. And now I have to rewatch to change that because I have not watched the other ones since my childhood. Yeah. yeah. Part of that is just seeing a kid on screen with short round, just doing yeah. awesome mm-hmm. stuff. And as a kid, you're like, wow, that's like, yeah, I want to be him, you know? Yeah. He's such an entertaining little character. Uh, like yeah. I had, He's I so remember great. the last time I watched it, like having a lot of fun with short round. And mm-hmm. I mean, part of that's just seeing a kid in an Indiana Jones movie. I feel like a lot of that is, is Kihui Kwan who's, really like even as a kid really charismatic and fun Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um we love him so 
He's kind of the guy. Yeah. He he one hundred percent awesome. Yeah. So yeah. awesome. So I, I'm I'm excited to go back and, and watch him. Um, Indiana Jones is fun. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything like incredible from what I remember, but it is fun. Perhaps um, you'll change your opinions. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm gonna five star th- Raiders after all these years. I don't know. Of I'll, not quite. You should. There. I like Raiders. The... Used to be my least favorite, and it's it's just rewatching it. It is the perfect adventure movie. Okay, I'm nervous. That to tells me I need those. to watch these again. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, that that will happen soon then for sure. Um, Jackson, I also saw this this uh, diary entry pop up on Letterbox. I, I saw Halloween right yes. after we recorded the last episode. You're after we talked mm-hmm. John Carpenter in that episode. I believe it was the next. I believe it was the next day was the that next I decided day day, I was going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had attempted to watch Halloween, I think, two times before over the past two or three months. And it was late night watches, and I just could not get into it. And I was like, I I just didn't want to watch it while I was really tired. And so I decided that night, I was like, okay, I'm going to start this around like 930. So I'm not really tired before bed. And I did. And I, I loved it. It's now one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Um, John Carpenter is just brilliant. And he can really make films. I love him. (laughs) So is, I guess it's still, it's not going to be your favorite of his, is it? Halloween? No. um, Still Big Trouble in Little China? Yeah, as of now, Big Trouble in Little China is because it's, it just grows on you after you watch it and realize, oh, it's like, it's such a subversion of expectations, and yeah. that's a lot of what Car- Carpenter does. Yeah, he does and that really well. Yeah, he does it great. Um, but yeah, it's it's my second favorite from him. I liked okay. it more than the thing. Damn. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Not by a ton. Not by a ton, but by just a little bit. Yeah. How many have you seen now? I know you've been working through a lot of his films. I have now seen eight. Eight, damn. Okay. Mm-hmm. You should just grind I still need the rest. to watch. Knock them out by I, the end I'm of a, summer. I'm going to have to um, see what's on streaming. Just knock them out. Yeah. I still need to see, uh, I think, Christine, uh, The Fog. Yeah. And then a bunch of other smaller ones. Yeah, you're scraping. You still get to watch Vampires with James Woods. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I might skip that. No, no you no, have no, to no. watch Vampires. I'm, okay, I'm going to watch Vampires. I'm probably just going to skip Ghost of Mars or whatever it is. No, Ghost of Mars is funny. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to let it ruin my opinion of John Carpenter. I'll probably Look, give it a one. <laughs> I, would, I would be shocked if you're above <laughs> a one and a half star on Ghost of Mars. Oh my gosh. There's no way it's going to be that fun. There's no way it can be Dark Star. <laughs> yeah. Dark Star, like peak movie oh my peak gosh movie. there's a bro he's got so he's got practical effects in dark star dark star right and one of them is a literal painted beach ball no <laughs> it's awesome it's, it's the funniest shit ever and it just bounces around and it's so funny dark star is a comedy and i will yes i cannot say yeah. anything other than that mm-hmm 
all the way up until the end when it uh gives you an existential crisis yeah like annoying melodrama when it should just lean into it but Mm -hmm. you know it is what it is Mm -hmm. um joey did you watch anything anything good this week since i can't check your letterbox diary i'm gonna gonna put them in this next week don't worry next week i'm gonna hold you to that okay next week letterboxd is gonna be popping i can i can guarantee everyone follow joey on letterboxd and hold him to that (laughs) um but yeah this week let's let's think um one night i was up late and i was like i want to watch something to fall asleep what should i watch immediately harry potter yeah that's my fall asleep movie i'm like comfort we're good but i took a look at the cat I took a look at the catalog and I was like, I've seen every single one of these way too many times in like the past <laughs> like year, except yeah. for number four. Uh, so I decided to okay. rewatch it. Um, rewatched it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not as bad as I remembered just because mm-hmm. I used to like flat out, kind of hate that movie but like the stuff with ron pisses oh me off it's so annoying. bad it's so it's out of place stuff in that movie. yeah if that wasn't yeah. in there the movie is probably like a four star i i think wow. the movie is is so much better without that yes because i think that story is a lot of fun i think the tournament thing is a lot of yes. fun and i think the rise of Voldemort is really interesting, and let, I want oh, them to lean into is. that more. And, mm-hmm. But the the teenage angst of it all yeah. kills <laughs> the movie for me at times. No, I um I was watching it and I was like, wait, why do I like hate this movie? Or what? Not not hate, but like why why do I dislike this movie so much? Uh, and then I see Ron's face do like the the change to being mad. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, it's coming back. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, so it probably moved up from like a two and a half to another two and a half. I think it stayed, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it might have moved up to a three, we'll see. I got to let it marinate a little three more. Three stars is good, three stars is good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I stand by, three Three stars is a good movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then um, I think I have it at a three. I think right I now. do too, I think I'm also at a three. It's either a three or unrated. Yeah. So. Yeah. Then I, the next, not, not the next night, but like two nights later, I was like, hmm, I want to watch another movie while I'm falling asleep. What should it be? And I was like, this gives me an excuse to watch the next one in line, uh, which is Order of the Phoenix, which is the one that I turn on almost every single time. I don't know why. It's just like such an easy movie for me to watch. But, um, yeah, that one's still absolutely goaded. If you are hating on Order of the Phoenix, uh, you have uh, issues with watching movies. I don't you know. No I don't know opinions. what to tell you. No <laughs> issues with opinions. <laughs> I'm not going to hate on Order of the Phoenix. I do really like it. I think just in general, I think I've seen them all way too many times, and I'm just, like, really burnt out on them. Oh, I've seen them I, so much. I because like Prisoner of Azkaban, I think is a like fantastic movie. Like that's Flawless. easily my favorite. I think it's legitimately the perfect Harry Potter movie. Yes, and Deathly Hallows Part One is 
my number two and it's like it's like those two are like peak harry potter for me and then i don't really watch the rest ever Hmm. i try like if i see them on i'm like i'll I'll maybe be in the room while they're on but Mm -hmm. they're not my favorite like blockbusters to go watch Mm -hmm. they're not they're they're kind of comfort watches but they're also like i'm so like bored of them i've just seen them too much um and I despise the Fantastic Beasts movies, yeah, so I don't want anything to do with those. Yeah. Mm. Harry Potter is another series that I have not really seen any of them in about maybe six years, five, mm. six years. It's It's been way too long, and I've been delaying a rewatch of all of them, and I'm hoping to get to that soon, maybe this summer. Um, they're on Peacock, right? HBO Max. Max, mm-hmm. Max has they're on now. Max. Oh, it was part of their their switch over to Max, which, oh, which we, are, we are all now very familiar with the yeah. horrors of of Max. They took off one flew over thought, the cuckoos. <laughs> we thought yeah. Cuckoo's Nest was streaming on Max. That's part of why we picked it, or mm-hmm. why Jackson picked it for our first episode, and then the switch from hbo max to max killed that and it's not on there anymore so yeah um we had to find ways around that i know joey rented the movie i went to our local library and grabbed a dvd watched that this morning um jackson had some horrible horrible methods for finding the movie that are uh not allowed to be revealed to the public wow jackson um, jackson what did you do jackson <laughs> jackson broke multiple international laws jackson committed war crimes you told me to do this you to- you're tra- you're outing me for look, something you look, told me to i don't do. know what you're talking about i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> josh abetted a criminal bullshit. <laughs> that's bullshit well guys welcome to the joey podcast it's just me now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we we tried we tried and uh warner brothers said no and took one flew over the cuckoo's nest away from us but we watched it we watched it in time for the episode mm-hmm. we are here to talk about it um, we did 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 i watch anything this week that i want to talk about I'm like checking my diary because I, I watched a lot, but it wasn't a lot of like, it's a lot of rewatches. Mm-hmm. I rewatched Into the Spider-Verse. I rewatched La La Land because, duh, yeah. of course I did. Um, I, <laughs> I watched Mission Impossible 2. Oh my goodness, <laughs> yes. Gosh. I've, every week I'm watching a, a, a Mission Impossible movie with, with a bunch of friends and I did not like this one. Um, I like the first one. The first one's fun. Mm-hmm. Second one is two so it, bad. <laughs> two is not is just good. Bad. It's just bad. It's so it's, bad. It's directed by John Woo, and it shows. Yeah. Um, Forty-five minutes of the movie are in slow mo, mm-hmm. and it's funny for like fifteen minutes, and then it gets really old. Yeah. Um, it's really, really horny. And it's kind of funny. <laughs> like, That's why you would I was, enjoy it. No, I did no, listen. <laughs> I had so much fun talking it. about how horny the movie was in yeah. like the chat while we were watching this movie. It was awesome. Oh but the if anytime the movie wasn't in an over the top motorcycle chase or 
doing something unbelievably sexy for no reason Mm -hmm. it was boring oh yeah so i like it was like an easy two and a half star movie for me i had fun with maybe half the movie and the other half i was tired and didn't want to didn't want to watch anymore see mission impossible is like the best action movie franchise in my opinion but that one is just a chip in the armor like it is so bad the other ones are so good though you guys will be getting weekly updates from me on mission impossible as i watch them yeah so you're watching you're watching Um, three next week three will be three will be um on wednesday i could i could see before the episode comes out but it'll be the next recording I could see three we'll being see. low for you. I've heard Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it. So yeah, that's, no, he's good. That's too. promising. Yes, he is. Yeah, I he's, love him. He's really so. good. Yeah, I'm excited. And I've seen four, five, and six, um, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of holding off on my opinions on all of them because it's been a while. Yes. Um, I can't and wait I don't for... really remember them that much. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for you to yeah. change your opinion to where six is the best because it is. I, it, it could be. Um, previously, I think ghost protocol was mm-hmm. my favorite uh the mm-hmm. fourth one yeah i yeah i guess it could be i could switch to fallout but and then we will all yeah, change our opinions whenever the seventh one comes out one. Yes. yes it's gonna be yeah, so absolutely. good best movie of the year calling it right now i'm not gonna call that um because i've Dog. spider-verse already has that spot reserved but no there's a movie that has it reserved do you God, know don't say oppenheimer is. do not say oppenheimer, oppenheimer. I was setting you up. It's Oppenheimer, baby. Yeah. It's Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer for the win. Let's go. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'd be shocked if I'm over like three, three and a half stars for Oppenheimer, but we'll see. Boo. Josh, this is going to age like milk. I want you to know that. It will. I want when I five star like Oppenheimer. Milk. Yeah. If we start getting like He's... a lot of viewers on this, I need, I need some some people to like clip that and then like send it to me yeah. or something clip that. i will erase so it from the episodes it but it doesn't get clipped oh my goodness oh, he has boo. all the power <laughs> yeah we need an outside editor we will pay you in um <laughs> no we will not we do not have enough money for in this. taco bell <laughs> joey will buy you taco bell. i'll buy you a grilled cheese burrito i'm not doing that um what else i watch what else i watch um i finally watched after hours this past week um i saw that the yeah the scorsese film that i've been like meaning to get around to because i i like knew i was gonna love it way before i watched it it's such a like it's so right up my alley in terms of how strange it is and um I know Joey watched it a couple a couple months back, I think, maybe yep. a month or two. Um, when he watched it, he was like, he came to me and he was like, you have to watch this. And I was like, why? <laughs> He's like, it's Scorsese doing Lynch. And I yes. was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I instantly got kind of nervous because those two styles don't seem like they should fit for me. Um, and then I sit down to watch the movie and... It just kind of works. Yes. Um, it's a very strange movie. Not as strange as Lynch, but it's it's weird for Scorsese, for sure. Um, I think the movie would not have worked at all without Griffin Dunn's 
performance. Agreed, actually. At the center of it. Yes. He's so odd. Mm-hmm. He gets such a weirdo performance. And I really enjoyed him. Yeah. Um, but I'm I, I seriously think if anyone else was in that role, the movie would have just tanked instantly. Like it would have been bad. Yeah. Cause I I don't know. It's really well made and everything, but that performance is what holds it together. Um, I give it four and a half stars. I, I really loved it. It's it's one of my favorite Scorsese's that I've seen. Um, I think I put it at number two or three on my list of his stuff. So um, we'll see if that changes as I keep watching uh, Scorsese's throughout the year. I'm just kind of slowly chipping my way through his, his uh, filmography before his new film comes out the end of the year so that excited that movie adds to the um the scorsese um like debate on whether he's like the goat or not because you know yeah he's got the crime you know all that he's got the ones you know he can do but then going back and watching that it's like oh no no he can he do can it challenge all. himself yeah 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 he, Silence. he can get weird yeah mm-hmm. i i love when a director that's so set in I, I'm Martin Scorsese. I'm the crime movie guy. Mm-hmm. Just changes that entirely and turns it all on its head. And After Hours has some vibes of that. It's back streets of New York at two in the morning. Yeah, and there's there's bits and pieces of that, but it's so unique in comparison to something like Goodfellas or The Departed. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean. I can't even think of I, I can't think of a single movie in his filmography that's even close to how interesting and unique this is. I can think of one, but none of y'all have seen it. Y'all have to see Which Silence. silence. This is similar to silence? silence. No, it's not similar to it, but it's more. Oh, unique. just that it's unique. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think sense. Silence is I was more about unique. To say, I mean, like the Color of Money. I've seen. I love the Color of Money, and that's a really really interesting movie for him to direct and it's it's Mm. not goodfellas yeah because it's it's a basically a sports movie for him to direct and he's just letting tom cruise dance with a pool cue it's incredible seeing that i think it's a great movie seeing that and like your what is that is that number four for you for scorsese i think it is yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because i think i have irishman departed and after hours above it and then i think it's color money that's so funny. I, I, it's such I a weird to top it. four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I wa- I watched this little movie called Miracle Mile, um, and I I just turned it on because I was I didn't know what it was. I was like, I'm we'll go in blind. It's on Tubi for free. Tubi Army Rise Up. We love Tubi. Um, so I was like, okay, it's gonna be an easy easy watch. I I'll give it like three and a half stars. I gave this five stars. Um. A Miracle Mile is incredible. Wow. <laughs> I, I didn't know what it was. Um, it was a great going blind watch. Um, so I won't say a lot. Uh, it's a very offbeat, uh, weird little movie. But it's it's doing some really interesting things. And it, the way that it scales up, um, similar actually to how After Hours just kind of scales up. Um, it starts out a little bit weird, and by the end, you're just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, um, it's doing pretty similar things to that. But um, putting that one on the watch list right now, it's definitely watch list. This one, it's it's interesting. It's I, I assume it's still on Tubi for free. Um, 
but it's it's very interesting very weird uh but i loved it i i i started out at like four and a half stars afterwards and the friend that i watched it with uh he was like yeah, i mean you can bump that up to five stars like you should do it and i was like yeah i, yeah, I should do it so i bumped it up um and i i love that i'm i'm like I'm so hesitant to give stuff five stars, but I've given stuff like I've given like three five stars in the last three weeks or mm-hmm. something because I just keep watching great movies. That's a but, good feeling. Yeah, no, it feels good. I haven't feel had really that feeling good. in a while. Maybe you would have that feeling if you got back on Letterboxd, <laughs> bud. Or if I watched movies. Ooh. Yeah, if you actually Ooh. watch stuff. <laughs> I'm binging Succession, okay? And he is, yeah. Succession is taking up so much time. By so much time, He's on I mean four, though. I mean, like, yeah, I'm almost done though. You'll get there, almost. and once we're done, we'll get it. We'll get a full Joey dispatch on on his thoughts on Succession. Yep. Spoiler free because this is not a TV podcast, but just stuff that he loves about it because it's my also favorite show. Because so, cool. I'm on season zero. Oh, oh yeah, he's on Jackson season zero. Started it. <laughs> Are you planning on watching Oopsie. Jackson? Uh, at some point, simply because of how highly you talk of it. Yeah. Okay. I'll go ahead and say. I'll go and say this as well for uh, the listeners and for Jackson. Um, I definitely think that whenever I talk about this on the podcast, whenever I finish it, I'm going to be coming in saying that it is the greatest show on television ever. Wow. It is unbelievable how how good every single episode is it's it's like breaking bad but like if you took out season two or season season two isn't even my least favorite season of breaking bad yeah it is it it is so good yeah i succession has no like bad episodes nothing feels like filler Mm -hmm. it's just go 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 from episode one it's awesome yes does it still have meth? <laughs> is there meth? Um, I don't remember there being any meth in Succession. I don't believe, but yeah. they're definitely. I don't think I've be. seen meth in there, so yeah. I guess it loses some points for not having meth. But <laughs> you know, yeah, Breaking I mean, Bad's I great. Com- I love it, but Succession's. I can't compare. Oh wait, Josh, because I also haven't seen Breaking Bad. God damn it, Jackson! <laughs> oh my! Goodness. Oopsie! It's okay. It's a movie podcast. It's not a TV podcast. I'm yeah. not gonna get mad at you for that, but. I'll My yell at you guys. after after recording. No, please don't. <laughs> All right. Um, before we get into our, our feature presentation, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in the back half of this episode, um, I, I really want to thank everyone for how well the first episode drop went um i got a bunch of really really heartfelt messages that just kind of made my weekend um i we put a lot of work into it and it just felt really good to have that kind of come back in a in a positive way um i i had you guys um had you guys email in we did not get any emails this week but email in next week um if you can about cuckoo's nest about whatever joey is about to drop on us as his pick for best picture month um check the q a that i'm gonna put below this episode if you're listening on spotify um last week i asked what you guys four favorite movies uh were and we we got an interesting response that i wanted to call out real quick um we got this is an insane (laughs) top four (laughs) 
um what is it it starts be? out okay it starts out okay and then it gets very okay uh princess bride okay okay yeah, yeah. Okay. Great, movie. great movie great movie yes yes um, it is the usual suspects okay another one another okay. classic okay i'm fine with that one mm-hmm. it's i'm pretty yeah. mixed on it but it's fine uh th- i this is where it gets weird um but i'm kind of down with it kung fu panda 2 no <laughs> that is insane. it's kind of i'm kind of down with that like that's this, a great movie <laughs> this top four is bringing some energy oh my god and it's bringing it from so, so many great. different places we haven't even heard number four yet number it's four is amazing Blade. Like what? pure energy it's... top four. Like that's no. crazy. That's awesome. That's it was such wild. like I saw that pop up, I was like, this has to this can't be real. And as I sat with it, I was like, you know, this kind of makes sense. Yeah. So if this is your actual top four, uh good on you. This is a great top four. Um and I I love I love this top four so yeah. much. It's awesome. That's so um answer the QA that I put below this. I don't know what I'm gonna put yet, but um answer it and we'll Maybe read it out on the next episode. I guess now's our time to, to move into yes. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest from mm-hmm. 1975. Best Picture winner over some heavy hitters that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a crazy year. Best Picture category was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which wins over... Jaws, Dog Day Afternoon, Barry Lyndon, and Nashville. That's insane. And That's we wild. will get into if I agree with that pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you guys agree with that pick. But that's it's a stacked category. And there, there was some interesting stuff going on that year at the Oscars. But this is not an Oscars podcast. I could talk for hours about the Oscars. Yeah. Everyone knows that I'm really into it. So I guess... I'll that, I'll kind of keep it brief on that, but I'll save it for the end of the discussion. Uh, but what what did what did we think, Jackson? You gotta go first. Movie. You were the pick. You were the one who picked it. It was Jackson's pick. Yeah, let's let's let Jackson talk us through. What's your history with the film? Like where are you starting with it? All right. So the first time I watched it was maybe two two and a half years ago watched it with my parents on the uh, limited edition um, discs from Walmart, the Warner Brothers, uh, like, iconic collection or whatever it was. I think I have Um, a couple of those. Yeah, I have One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and I also have 2001 uh, in in that little collection. It's not Blu-rays or anything, but it's it's neat. It's a neat little collection. Yeah. And... I feel pretty similar about it now after a rewatch. Um, acting all around is, is just phenomenal. Yes. There's not a bad performance in the whole film. Um, 100%, yeah. Yeah. Side characters can really make a film sometimes, and I think they, they kind of do for this one. I completely agree. <laughs> a lot of them get pretty fleshed out with like maybe 10, 15 minutes of screen time for some of them. And it's really great. Not to, um, 
to like piggyback off of that, uh, some of the stuff that I started writing down when I was taking uh, my short little list of notes here, I was trying to write down standout performances because I remembered that, you know, not only do you have a good performance at the lead, you have an incredible performance um, opposite, you know, with, with Ratchet. Just two leads. I mean, mm-hmm. Louise yeah. Fletcher mm-hmm. and Jack Nicholson exactly. are next level here. Yeah. But then I started writing down all of the other ones that I thought were like standouts. And I had to stop because they're all so good. They're all really solid. Um, mm-hmm. I, my, I think my favorite, I did like, I was thinking, I was like, do I want to pick a favorite here? And every single scene that I wrote his name down because I, I haven't seen him in much. I've Sidney Lassick, um, who played Cheswick. I every single scene with him I was like shocked by how good this guy is and I I'm gonna go check his uh profile real quick just to to see if I've seen him in anything else because he was insane in this I I think he brings more life to that character than anyone else in this film like he's kind of short on screen time but every scene that he's in he is my favorite part of that scene yeah he's, he's so fantastic good. i'm seeing he's in he's in carrie he's in man on the moon deep cover sister act two which is a great movie um alligator which is also a great movie like he he's in some good stuff but i mean i feel like he stands out here better than i've ever seen him stand out um but yeah, he's he's fantastic in this movie. Yeah, I also kind of picked a favorite uh, performance, and I don't really know how to say his name, but I wrote it down. It's Brad Dourif, I think, the guy who played oh, Brad Billy. Yeah, he Billy is amazing. Yeah, no, Billy for me is just like if it's not Chief, then it's Billy as the heart of the movie in my opinion, because yeah. you can't latch on to yeah. this horrendous person that that you're yeah. supposed to be, you know, seeing as the protagonist, because yeah. like it, my, I don't know if it's like a problem with the movie or anything, but having your protagonist um, be someone who has just raped a 15 year old girl, yeah. it yeah. just I, messed with me so much. It, mm-hmm. Same. It, yeah. I wasn't, I forgot about that. Like, I completely forgot that was part of the movie. And the movie starts and we get that interview with him Mm -hmm. and the, I guess, the the head of the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're like, five counts of assault. And I'm like, okay, so he, and he's like, I got in a few fights. And then they're like, statutory rape of a 15-year-old. I was like, oh my god. I like, it all like kind of came rushing back to me that like, I really don't like this guy. Yeah. And that kind of soured a lot of my viewing experience. It did the exact same thing with me. I Mm -hmm. really, I struggled with this movie a little more than I expected to. Um, I kept like, I mean, there's so many scenes of like, oh, we're supposed to have a lot of fun with Nicholson here. And I, I do think he's really great in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the fact that this was I was this his first Oscar win? I think it was. Um but like it makes sense. Like I understand that. Mm-hmm. 
your movie's winning best picture you're kind of the face of the movie you're going to come along with it it makes sense but it's he's so unlikable yes from really early in the movie and i'm like i know mm-hmm. they set that there for a reason like it makes sense and it's almost definitely part of the book that this is based off of and yeah but it's that one change where i'm like mm-hmm. you could just remove that and you have a, a character i can actually latch on to because if he's in prison for getting in a couple fights or five counts of assault as they say earlier in the movie i'm like if it's actually just fighting people i like i'm i can work with that i guess yeah. i can start to get somewhere but i i can't vibe with, I, I can't vibe with statutory rape i can't forgive that <laughs> yeah i can't mm-hmm. enjoy a character at all that's like that and maybe that's me being a little too pushy with the movie but it really soured my experience with it that was my exact thing because i i had this in my mind i don't think i had it rated ever on letterboxd but in my mind this was a five-star movie and it is not anymore and it's just because and i like i don't think that like taking out that piece of his character is the best move or anything it's just like this movie's not going to work for me because of it. Like yeah. taking out a, a very important piece of the movie. And I do think that that is important just because it adds like a little bit of like, yeah, you're not supposed to like this guy, but you kind of just got to watch the movie. But I don't know. It, it just ate at me. And I liked what you said that like on the scenes where you're, where you're supposed to be having fun with them. It's just like, I, kind of wish this guy would just like get hit by a bus yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, fair enough fair enough it's it part of that is very much like another thing i wrote down um i this movie is so of its time i i really Mm -hmm. the the 70s of it all is Mm -hmm. just like so so attached to this movie at its core Mm -hmm. i think like the character of mcmurphy is like i mean he's a he's a rapist but he's also like sexist and racist yeah like i know that's and i i it's it's another that's another thing where i'm just like you didn't have to as soon as you see the only indian character in the film you did not have to instantly mock him yeah like you didn't have to Mm -hmm. i guess there there it's a plot reason why they're women in the film that are purely viewed as sexual objects Mm -hmm. there's a reason they're there but i don't i think those characters could have gotten more spotlight and they could have been explored more and it wouldn't have felt as icky to me yeah um and i struggled a lot with that but at the same time like i did enjoy the movie as a whole i didn't dislike the movie Mm -hmm. I was like, as soon as that started at the beginning of the movie, I was like expecting to be like, okay, now I'm like out of the movie and I can't get back in. But it it's so well put together that I, I did kind of get back into it. It's just like the battle between McMurphy and Nurse Ratched, And it's so hard not to get into that because it's so well written. Yeah. 
but I, I did have my issues outside of that. The, for sure. the way that I kind of forced myself back into the movie and I thought I was going to have to actually force myself, it kind of came a little easier was attaching myself, like watching the two uh, giants go head to head ratchet mm-hmm. and um and mcmurphy but then mm-hmm. attaching myself to these um smaller characters that are yeah. actually morally yeah. okay and yep. going through the movie um attaching myself to them made it a lot easier but also just a lot sadder i was just like mcmurphy yeah. is just treating these people like so awfully He's just awful. He's an awful human. Yeah, being. I think there's yeah. just two villains in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I was specifically looking. I mean, it, again, it's the '70s. I wanted to know how is this movie going to handle mental illness and neurodivergency and things like that that are brought to a much more sensitive light today. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen so many films that handled them incredibly well today. Mm-hmm. Um, that take place in the, I say the real world, like outside of a mental hospital, they take place in towns and cities and just more relatable locations. I'm thinking stuff like Perks of Being a Wallflower, which I really, I really love that film. And I think it handles mental illness in a really interesting and good way, really sensitive. Um, And I thought this had its moments of being shockingly sensitive for the seventies um and then it had a lot of moments of laughing at mental illness which is another thing Mm -hmm. i struggle with a lot um i don't like to laugh at that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um it's just not in my wheelhouse but i mean i think danny devito's really good in this movie but i i struggled a little bit with his character because he's just played for comedy yeah Mm -hmm. when i wanted more from him Mm-hmm. I thought there was a lot more to that character, and I, I didn't quite get it. Um, there's one scene I'd like to talk about, Ratchet. Um, so, like, after the first, I guess, would you call it, like, an episode that they have when they all start freaking out over something, mm-hmm. um, yeah. when they're all in the yeah. circle talking, and they start freaking out. First watch, I remember thinking she just seemed kind of annoyed by it but on this second watch if you look closely you can see amusement in her eyes yeah she is enjoying mm-hmm. every bit of it yeah and it's so so subtle but you can you can just tell and it's it's just crazy her performance is incredible i think mm. she's really fantastic here i th- it's a lot of similar scenes where she's leading this therapy session i'm saying in air quotes like she is i wrote down um nurse ratchet world's worst therapist like i (laughs) literally could not imagine going to therapy with satan herself but um it's still like she is enjoying toying with these people that have Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. way to fight back um she's it's a complete power trip for her and it's it's so interesting to watch her Mm -hmm. um and i i i was like i i have to compare this to something like i i can't just be like oh she's by herself over there but this this performance kept reminding me of Kate blanchett and tar where it's just like she's on this 
complete power trip and you're just watching her kind of i mean you're watching her fall in tar more specifically but here you're kind of she's kind of on this plateau and at the end she kind of has that moment Mm -hmm. um but it's i don't know i i did kind of find that that kate blanchett ism to the the performance where it's just it's so subtle and it's so rage filled but also like enjoying herself um yeah also go watch tar yeah the exploitation to do that wait what jackson yeah he has not seen tar yet jackson come on another oopsie (laughs) it's okay i'll pick it for the show at some point i feel like it's the exploitation of people that the character knows that she has control of in both tar Mm -hmm. and this one that really makes that connection so perfect for sure because it's disgusting what both characters do yeah i i think i don't know it's a really interesting performance um and i think she plays off of nicholson really well um Mm -hmm. nicholson's performance here is is really really great too yes i wasn't i wasn't over the moon about his performance i wasn't like i thought louise fletcher was better um and just more consistently interesting to me um because i feel like i've seen this performance out of nicholson before that's exactly Um, how i felt this time as well and I know, like, this came out before The Shining and everything. This was five years before, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like The Shining is just this performance, but more nuanced for me. Um, and I don't know. Like, Nicholson just plays these characters so well. I mean, even mm-hmm. his Batman performance, like, yeah. is kind of a play on the chaos of this performance. And I think he's very good. I understand why he won the Oscar. Is he my pick? No. Um, but that's just because this was also the year that Al Pacino gave that performance in Dog Day Afternoon. That should have been his Oscar. But um, I think I'm the only one that's seen Dog Day Afternoon, if I'm not mistaken, of the three of us. No, so. no I've seen it. Oh, yeah. you have? Jackson's okay. seen it. I haven't. Yeah. Okay. It was a similar... It was around the time I watched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest okay. and I watched Dog Day Afternoon. I, I so watched two, that like... two and a half years. I think I watched that like last year. Um, and I really I loved so. Dog Day Afternoon. Um, I'd love to watch that one again. That, that'd be a, a fun one. Um, but Personally, I would have given the award to uh, the shark from Jaws. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. This was Bruce's Oscar. It was stolen. Come on. Yeah, and soon Academy, enough. Fix your shit. Soon enough, we're going to see the Meg win because yes, oh I can't even I can't even do that. The Meg just is... wait for the Meg to yeah. What's it called? The the trench or something? Yeah, like, it's something I, like that. I saw the trailer for it. Oh, it looks so. I'm funny. gonna make it an. I'm gonna make it a podcast episode. Yeah, Meg the two. Meg. Um, I I want to get to a couple specific scenes from the movie. Um, that I thought were were definitely worth talking about. Um, all right. I, I, I took specific like notes on the 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 first basketball scene where he gets on he gets on Vancini's shoulders, <laughs> and I'm like, this is that that was, I was already like, okay, I don't like this guy because of the the rape stuff before, mm-hmm. and the like this was the first moment where I'm like, oh, he's also treating these people terribly, yeah, 
and that was a mo- uh, the first moment where it really clashed with the tone where that's supposed to be a hilarious sequence that's yeah. supposed to be so funny and i wasn't laughing at all neither was i i was just like i don't like this when he's like he's trying to get bromden to like raise his hands up and put it in the basket and stuff that stuff worked for me pretty much everything with that character worked for me but mm-hmm. the stuff with bancini really didn't that felt predatory and i know that was kind of the point mm-hmm. still i had that disconnect um what'd you guys think of that scene i thought the exact same i he's yeah. he's just another villain and i've come to accept it now yeah it's there's like there's a couple moments like that throughout the movie um the only one that did work for me where it's like we're playing this for comedy and i'm i was having like kind of a blast with it was the the fishing trip yep i the fishing trip was really good. josh That's, we are we are the exact same on this movie do we because I, I, I was like thinking across of that. the board work the fishing trip was really like kind of weirdly heartwarming for mm-hmm. me like that was the only moment with that character where i was like okay you feel like you're doing something good for these people out of the kindness of your heart but at the same time it's the stuff with candy yep and i that's where i was like there's still that Mm -hmm. and i struggled with that but i really like there were moments in that where i'm like okay we're letting cheswick drive the boat and i'm like that stuff was funny for me and we're having a danny devito get like catching a fish and i'm like it's stuff like that i'm like that was that was working for me every time we did not have nicholson on screen it worked for me during that scene and i I wrote down the the music from that scene (laughs) the music from that scene was cracking me up it was the cheesiest shit i've ever heard it's like this weirdly tropical music it's so fucking funny um it's it was dumb it it was from a different movie um this shit was literally from like teen beach movie some yeah. music from that teen uh, beach not, movie not good um but it was making me legendary laugh, so I guess. movie a classic a true classic but yeah that that scene kind of worked for me um that was one of the few comedy scenes that worked for me um i i wrote down and this was in my letterbox review the the other basketball scene <laughs> Um, McMurphy is wearing jeans with a yes. pair of, of booty shorts over it, <laughs> and the the shorts have his high school like logo on the ass. So it, <laughs> he's wearing jeans with shorts over them, and the shorts have this ass print on them, and yep. it's what? I, and it's it's never commented on. It's just his outfit for that scene. It's so funny. It was, I like no one has ever brought that up to me. Like I I didn't remember it from my first viewing of this film mm-hmm. and I noticed it here and it was I immediately started furiously writing. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? See, and no one comments on it in the movie. It's just it's insane. Yeah. Seeing that as your review, just saying Jack Nicholson wears shorts over a pair of jeans in this movie. This <laughs> and more on episode one of our podcast. <laughs> that was Great. one of the funniest reviews I've ever read. 
God, was, so funny. <laughs> it was all I could think about for like 20 minutes. Yeah. That was literally like this. Is, I, I saw it pop up. I'm like, this is going to be my review. <laughs> yep. God, it was so funny. It was great. And it's, I don't know. It's so it's, goofy it's how horrible. it's not it's mentioned. Such, it's not. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's my Halloween costume. I don't know. Um, What else? What else do I've written down? Um, Around this, this is around like um, when I really started writing about how mixed I was on how it's handling mental illness specifically. Um, This is where a lot of my issues kind of came up was like the the late night scene with Scatman Crothers, who I love from The Shining. Mm -hmm. Um, Huge fan of his. But like his scene and I'm like, that's another scene that's played for comedy that I struggled with because it's also like a, the most sexist scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, I, yeah. But, um, but then there's like the electroshock stuff and I don't, oh, I don't wow. know what the, it's just like, that's where the movie has that tonal shift and it, it gets more tragic and mm-hmm. um, the more tragic aspects of the film worked a little more for me. Um, except when we're trying to make Nicholson's character into a hero. Yeah. Um, that was, that's, that's that was icky. Like, is it, is it, uh, poetic justice that he, um, gets shocked the first time and walks out and decides to make a big joke of it, acting like uh-huh. he is now, mm-hmm. um, like mentally changed. Um, and then he actually later in the movie just, actually yeah, does yeah. and has a is it then, is it like it's it absolutely is that good or is justice. that bad <laughs> i don't i don't know because i i because like electroshock therapy is horribly yeah immoral. exactly like stuff like that yeah. i'm like is it i don't know how justice really works with immoral things like that but how does but, justice work yeah. in this movie it's so like it's confusing I, it's itself weird. i don't i don't know and I guess I respect it for being multidimensional and nuanced in a way, but at the same time, when you're watching it, it doesn't really feel that nuanced yeah, at I, times. I feel like if it came out today, it would be intentionally like nuanced or something like that, or yeah, intentionally yeah. uh, kind of like vague on what the moral of the story is. But because yeah. it came out in the 70s, it's like, no, I think they just made the movie and yeah. wanted yeah. people to like it. So mm-hmm. I will say, I think the shock therapy is one of the most, I think it's probably the roughest scene to watch mm-hmm. because of, so, you know, when you see like shock therapy or shock, people getting shocked in some other movies, they're like, yeah. you know, it's just going crazy. Yeah. And it is so uh, uber realistic. Yes. It's visceral. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it is. It's them holding the top and bottom of his head. Yes. It's like, but yeah. but it's any and he starts seizing yeah. afterward. Yeah. He's, he's it's 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 hard to watch. It's so it's hard tough. To watch. And I think a lot of that is also or can also be credited to the buildup of that scene mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. see the yeah. reaction. You see to, Cheswick go in there. Yeah, you you see yeah. his reaction and he knows what's about to happen. And then you yep. see Nicholson calmly walk in there and you're like, oh, you are done, but you do not know yep. what's, mm-hmm. what's coming for you. Yeah, it's I, I think that's where the film is most interesting and is most interested in 
exploring these ideas mm-hmm. um, instead of just going for comedy, which again, I know it works for a lot of people. This is considered across the board one of the greatest movies of all time. Yep. Um, and I know there are some people that are going to just kind of ignore half the shit that I say because I don't consider it one of the greatest movies of all time. But I like I think this is a movie that deserves a reevaluation. Um it's it's not nineteen seventy five anymore. Um and I, I think a lot of these ideas are just we've reached a new point in mental illness research and just in general social acceptability of a lot of these issues that we don't have to treat it as this taboo or as this thing to laugh at. Um, I, I think this film would have been really interesting with a more sensitive hand. Yeah. Um, and that's no shade to Milos Forman, uh, the director of the film, mm-hmm. who I, I do think is a really talented director and did a really solid job with this movie. I, I think it's pretty well directed. Um, I, I, would have done with a little more visual flair to the film. I think it's a little stale, but that's kind of a lot yeah. of the point. Yeah. We t- we're we're that. in a hospital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there, you could have done some interesting stuff with the camera. Um, still. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, it's definitely nah, I'm with me. you. No, I kind of felt the same I'm way. with you on that. I think yeah. it's, I think it's just basic camera yeah. work and technical stuff. Mostly. I think there's some really good shots at the beginning and the end. It's got I love the really yes. amazing shots. Yeah. And we'll we'll talk about that ending in just a second. But um mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting that Milos did this and also directed another best picture winner that has a lot more flair. Um also directed Amadeus, mm-hmm. which is a movie that I kind of love. And it's big and bold and he does a lot of really interesting stuff with the camera in that film and his direction of the film is the best part of the movie for me. Um, so I, I wanted a little more of that just to push the style of the film a little more. Mm. Gotta see Amadeus, especially if it's visually cool. It's a stunning I need to see movie. It. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a little long, um, but you know, that's one of my biggest, it's great. Yeah, it's one of my biggest blind spots. Yeah, you you'll love it. It's it's very much up you guys' alley. Um, but yeah, I guess let's let's move into that ending. Um, that ending is like is famous. Like that's yes. well known. He just picks up that. I, I didn't know what that was. I thought that was a water fountain for forever. Mm-hmm. It's like a hydrotherapy machine or something is yeah. what I found when I researched it. Yeah, it's something um, goofy. It's weird. Just picks it up, mm-hmm. throws it through a window, and runs off, is cheered on by everyone in the hospital, and the movie yeah. ends. It's, it's really interesting. It's an interesting ending. Um, I like how it's contrasted with what happens to Nicholson's character. Mm-hmm. Um, where he, he really does get a tragic ending where you do kind of feel for him despite his horrible tendencies where he's he has a lobotomy mm-hmm. and we and yeah and Bromden just smothers him 
kind of puts him out of his misery. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's it's a lot. It's a lot going on in the last ten minutes of this movie. But I, I seriously do think it kind of that's where it finds its its what it wants to say. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. It it kind of goes back to the um the bit that I the the thing that I most took away this time is you know just going back to the fact that it's as much and maybe more of a movie about the side characters than it is you know mm-hmm. about the protagonist and yeah leaving the movie um and leaving the uh what is it uh considered an asylum uh mental hospital i think okay is the yeah correct yeah. terminology the mental hospital yeah. leaving that with one of the side characters instead of the protagonist is just so perfect i honestly think that the ending is like pretty much perfect and it's the thing that actually kind of keeps this movie afloat for me it's the thing that keeps this movie as like okay yeah this i see why this is considered one of the greatest movies ever i yeah i don't know i'm i think the ending's great um but it doesn't like it doesn't save the movie um i do see why people consider it one of the greatest movies of all time like it's it is really entertaining Mm -hmm. and it's it's if you find if the comedy works for you again it didn't for me if it works for you then it's it's just gonna keep being endlessly funny and endlessly watchable um and i understand that like that makes sense to me but um I don't know like if you're not wired for that then uh, i don't think i think there's some interesting ideas here uh is kind of what i'm trying to say here that's yeah. kind of what i attach myself to less so the comedy of it all mm-hmm. jackson where are you at with the ending i really like the ending i think chief's character is i i, I mean i i i just really like chief's character as a whole mm-hmm. and i think it was a really great ending for him and it's almost triumphant Oh yeah, it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. I think I wrote that. That's what it yeah, feels I wrote like. that word down. <laughs> um, it's it's just you're finally happy about something yeah. in the movie because you get to see one of the characters that, at least from what we know, is a decent human being, mm-hmm. finally succeed and he finally uh, has freedom and. The thing that makes Chief's character uh, even better for me and like catching on to this on a rewatch is so or was so cool for me. Um, he kind of won't let himself leave. If you if you remember mm-hmm. whenever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whenever Jack Nicholson's character is like, hey, you know, we got to go. He's like, yeah, like this, this, this. And it's always his past that's keeping him there. And it's like his father and all of that. And it's not only him escaping this um, mental hospital, it's him escaping his past and finally getting out of that trap that he has been put in his entire life. And it was just, it's so beautiful. So yeah, triumphant. That's a perfect word. Um, And I don't know, there's something so goofy about him just picking up that like water thing it's like it's so Mm -hmm. odd and unique it's like 
I don't know. It's such a special ending. Yeah. I think it's, it's yeah, it's interesting. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm glad it has that ending. I'm, yeah, I'm glad it's not Nicholson escapes. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That I, I think I would probably be like negative on the movie if it had that ending. Yeah. But the fact that it does actually push things and do something really interesting with the ending did it worked for me mm-hmm. um it, it got me back into into the into the green a little bit with the the movie um but yeah uh, are we um, moving into final scores now yeah i guess so um i've got a, a couple last notes that i can kind of say real quick mm-hmm. um but i because i i wrote like a whole page um and it was a lot of like little one-liners that i i would like copy quotes down or something or yeah. i would write this fucking cheesy ass music um i wrote cuckoo's nest is a christmas movie um oh when my. they had all the ornaments and the yeah. garland and stuff i was like dying laughing writing this is a christmas movie on it. Um, gonna have to add this to the yearly watch list yeah around christmas along with uh die hard yeah, yeah. The, because that, die hard's a christmas movie. it is a christmas movie that's not even a debate um maybe i'll make that the q a is die hard a christmas movie i think joey disagrees yeah die hard's definitely not a christmas movie but well we'll cover it next december so (laughs) (laughs) when we do christmas movie month which i can go ahead and lock that in we're probably gonna do christmas movie month for december and um who's gonna pick die hard i mean that's a yucky well i already know what i'm picking for christmas movie. so do i (laughs) Okay, we've already don't locked make, in Christmas movie. Yeah, don't make, don't make me. I'm making I'm not you watch picking it. Die Hard. You, you know what I'm watching. You know what I'm picking. Yeah, I know what you're picking. Yeah. Okay. We're just talking about movies that <laughs> yeah. we know, but like no one else is picking up on this. Stupid. Uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, stay tuned. Keep watching. Keep no, stay, tuned. Tuned. stay tuned. If people listen, please keep to listening till zero. Time. Yeah. If people yes. listen to episode zero, they'll know which movie I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. We're s- send them back. Send them back mm-hmm. to episode zero. Send them back. Watch it again. It's definitely not, definitely not like crazy long. Just don't look at the runtime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to look at the runtime. Oh, look, I tried to edit it down. We talked for a long time. <laughs> yeah. We did. I'm definitely did. fine with it. I think that's... No, it was a, we, had, we had a blast. Yeah. It? it was great. Um, I, I wrote down... Um, a lot of notes on Brad Dourif, who I I think he's great in the movie, but I mean he's he has such a distinct look in this movie. His his face is so like interesting looking. Like I don't really know how to put it other than that. Like every time he says anything and he's like stumbling over words and stuff, his mm-hmm. his face is just so watchable for me. Yes. Um Yeah. But like and i was like obsessed with his hair i wrote multiple notes on how much mm. i want his hair in this movie yeah um i i wrote down um him trying to put his pants on at the end of the movie that, that is was so like great. falling over himself yeah that made me laugh um i wasn't expecting it completely got me um and then i i had the way that his character goes out um that really got to me. I, uh, yeah, caught me yeah. completely off guard, and I wasn't expecting it. So I had completely forgotten um, about it, and I yeah, like when it happened, I immediately it was it was shock, but then it was just mm-hmm. like 
oh my goodness i don't think i can do this anymore i was like i was like this movie is like kind of eating me alive that yeah. was that was one of the characters that i was latching on to and now he's gone yeah yeah um on the other end of that i put a lot of insults directed toward jack nicholson in this um about how terrible his drip is he has horrible <laughs> outfits through the entire film um the beanie goes I hard though just the beanie does go hard but other than <laughs> the, the beanie, beanie is... his his like blue mm-hmm. button down shirt with blue jeans like doesn't work for me his stupid ass shorts over the jeans that i cannot get over wild it's bad and as soon as he takes off that beanie you see his god awful hairline that i feel bad for him and i i'm allowed to insult this man because he's like 80 years old and he's never gonna listen to this and he's like the goat of acting i mean like he's a great actor whatever his hairline's bad yeah Um, i don't think he cares about his hairline (laughs) yeah he doesn't have any hair to care about anymore exactly yeah um but yeah that's that's about all i had for during the movie i took a few notes afterwards when i I did a little bit of digging into kind of what was interesting about the production of this um the the hospital is at it's at oregon state um and it's still a functioning hospital um wow so oregon state hospital if you want to go go pull up to the the cuckoo's nest uh, go for it um it's the second of three movies to ever win the big five at the Oscars. The best oh, picture, yeah. best director, lead actor, lead actress, and your screenplay prize, either original or adapted. Mm-hmm. This won all five. Um, the wow. only other films to do that were this one, Silence of the Lambs, and I'm trying to remember the other one. Um, I'm looking this up right now. I feel like a bad Oscars historian for not knowing this, but it was back in like the fifties. Yeah, I want to say Green I know what book. it was, but I don't want to say it because I feel like I'll be yes, wrong. It's Green Book. It was Green it Book. Was Green book. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was. It happened one night in the thirties. Okay, um, yeah. Oh, which I've okay. heard is a fantastic movie. So uh, that it's interesting. Um, only three movies have ever done that. Um, Everything, everywhere, all at once got close. It won four of the five. Um, it wasn't nominated for best. It didn't have a no. best lead actor, so it couldn't win the big five. But um, it did win both supportings, so that's something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, the role of McMurphy was offered to uh, Kirk Douglas initially, but he was considered too old. Um, and it was because Michael Douglas... Um, produced the movie and kirk douglas played Mm. the role on broadway but he was around 60 years old when the movie came out and was considered way too old for the role Um, yeah that would be too old a little bit yeah that'll do it um also considered for the role gene hackman james Kahn, marlon brando and burt reynolds honestly turned it down wow burt reynolds in that role would have been Burt Reynolds wild. would have been wild. That would have been crazy. I bet, yeah. I bet Brando would have actually been really good. Brando would have Brando would have this great. role alive. Yes. And yeah. That's a big one. The if. reason he did not make it was because he was too busy on Apocalypse Now. But 
oh, which oh. was a notoriously nightmarish production. Well, so. if that was if that was during yeah. his Apocalypse Now time, then I'm very glad that he didn't take it because yeah, he was kind he's of really great in Apocalypse Now. Yeah, um, I put I grabbed this just because of Joey's uh, obsession with with kurosawa who considers this one of the top 100 greatest movies of all time yay um which is interesting because this has no relation whatsoever to his style of filmmaking like it's just so not a kurosawa thing yeah um from what i can tell from the limited kurosawa that i've seen um but it's it it was interesting to me i saw that i was like weird yeah weird i'm glad that it's Um, like a top 100 and it's not like the top one. 10 yeah or anything yeah. like that because like curse always got bad taste as well um wow well, yeah i guess bad taste no no he probably has great taste I, I would like to check out the rest of the hundred but i actually went to um yeah but i guess we can move into final final thoughts and and your your letterbox rating um jackson go ahead uh i'm gonna go last okay <laughs> okay josh go um, ahead okay um i'm i'm deciding here i i look i enjoy it i enjoy my time with a lot of the movie the stuff with nurse ratchet really works for me i think that's a a lot of the best stuff in the movie and last 20 minutes or so does work pretty well for me overall i'm pretty mixed i think it handles a lot of its subject matter with a shocking lack of sensitivity nowadays which i guess makes sense for the 70s but still like i guess i guess it makes sense but i still didn't i didn't love it um i'm at three stars for one flavor the cuckoo sense yeah wow that uh that's kind of where i thought you'd land and this is where me and you kind of split off i feel like um because I'm I'm in the same boat. I I do think that it is uh, kind of a confusing movie for like just watching it to, in today's time. Um, you know, we've already brought up all the all the stuff with it, but I was kind of sitting at a three and a half the whole movie. Like I was comfortably sitting at a three and a half. It was either a three or a three and a half, and I was like, wow. I was like, why? did I originally consider this a five? Like where, you know, where, where did that go? But then the ending happened and the ending does bring it up to a four for me. So I will be sitting at a four and I don't know. It's, it's probably one of the lower fours that I have, but I think that ending just kind of deserves that. Yeah. Understandable. Jackson. Jackson, where are you at? (laughs) All right, so um, I am not sure where I'm, where, what I'm going to rate this on Letterbox yet. Uh, for now, I'm going to say an eight point five out of ten. Okay. So that's, I guess that ra- right that, between, Are we saying that rounds up? No, I'm right saying that's. I'm saying it's right in the middle, and I'll probably f- flip a coin at some point. Okay. Uh, before the episode comes out okay. to decide whether I'm going to have it at a four or, or four or four and a mm-hmm. half. Okay. 
So, so he's, keep an eye on Jackson's He's right in between there. Yeah. 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 This is just getting people to go follow my letterbox and For look sure. at my ratings. Teasing it a little bit. Yeah. No. That's smart. That's smart. Please follow I me. I edit out my rating. And you have to go check me, check my letterbox to, to see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, a great first pick. Yeah. Like, great discussion. Like, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. I was, as soon as you said it last episode, I was like, kind of imagining where this discussion was going to go i'm like you know what that's a great great way to start the show like this is the kind of stuff i wanted i wanted to talk about on the show it's just yeah. reevaluations and exploring something new mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even if it's a movie we've all seen before let's go reevaluate it let's go talk about it i loved the i love the like different opinions that we had and the similar opinions that we had but i also love um like the fact that I changed mine from like a five to a low four, like that's, that's a pretty mm-hmm. drastic jump. I changed mine from a four and a half to a three star. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. But I mean, I'm a very different movie watcher and a very, very different person from who I was when I saw this three years ago. So I don't mind it at all. Okay. I'm, I'm getting giddy. When do I say it? Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Next week is Joey's pick for our second episode of the show, second week of Best Picture Month. Um. Yeah, Joey, go ahead. Uh, I'll let you take it away. Okay. This is a movie that came out in a time, a transition period. You would you would probably say in movies, this beautiful movie that I have seen. And neither of y'all have seen, I don't think. Okay. <laughs> um, this beautiful movie didn't win cinematography. And I was like, I was like, how did it not win cinematography? And that's because there were two categories back oh, in the day. Shit. Okay, so okay. Yeah, it's a bit of an old one. Um, it did not win uh cinematography in black and white. It won cinematography in color. And it is one of the most beautiful movies i've ever seen so gosh now what is it now we go to the movies that it it? beat it beat the longest day it beat meredith wilson's the music man it beat mutiny on the bounty and most famously it beat to kill a mockingbird and it deserved to win it is lawrence of arabia yes i am mean with it we are picking a long movie we are not gosh we are not playing it i can't believe you've done this to us this i thought about picking this yep that's the one (laughs) i thought about picking this this was my like second or third in line Yep. Picked and I was like, I don't want to make him watch a four-hour movie. Oh my Too God. bad this is going to do it to me. Okay, so do you remember when I said that I knew what movie I was going to pick immediately? Was yeah. this yeah. what you were thinking? It was It was this. I, like, whenever Damn. we were talking about it, and then I, you said, so you already know what you're going to pick. You should probably pick week one. And then I was like, I don't think we should do a three-plus like plus <laughs> movie for... Yeah. Uh, episode one Makes so i was sense. like i shouldn't let's do it for episode two <laughs> let's do it for episode two so yeah we are doing it for episode two though there is no awesome. holding back now i 
have been putting off watching this for about two years now. Yep. And now <laughs> I can force you. It has always been so intimidating to me. And I am really excited. I'm mm-hmm. really excited for it. Um, Peter O'Toole does give what I would consider, honestly, like, a, I don't know, like a top 50 performance. He is incredible in this. Kind of surprised that he didn't win. But, you know, whatever. I mean, it was Gregory Peck and Mockingbird. So yeah, makes it, it makes sense. That's an iconic performance, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's going to bring us to about the end of the show. Um, unless you guys have anything last minute to throw in there. Oh, I think I'm good. I'm just excited for this next episode. I, awesome. I'm excited to watch another four-hour movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to have to try to salvage four hours at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jackson. Right. No, so, it's fine. I, I I needed to get around to this. Yeah. But um, going into the next episode, if you if you have anything you want to tell us, uh, reach out to us with an email to filmexplorerspod at gmail.com. We'd love to get a, a response from you guys. Um, any feedback on the show, anything you want read on the air about Cuckoo's Nest, about Lawrence of Arabia, about your four faves, even like anything you want to talk about um i would love to get some messages in there yeah um, please go the instagram please email yeah. in i would love that yeah, as well we love some audience <laughs> interaction here um go follow the instagram uh i'll i mean if you dm the instagram with something that you would email in i might read it on the air um answer the q a that i'll put down below just to get a little more flair in there a um, little more opinions than just r3 yeah um but I think that's about it from us for this week. Um, we really appreciate you guys. Um, that was this this weekend was really really heartwarming for me, mm-hmm. um, and I know it was for the other two as well. Yep. We were texting in our group chat like we were just kind of freaking out about how well we were being received from everyone. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, stick with us. We're gonna have some fun. Um, and tune in next week for Lawrence of Arabia.